You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. We're back on Money Talk, Talk and Money. I'm Andrew Work, and in your money today, Carolyn Wright is starting a deep dive into what you need to know about financial planning at different stages of life, beginning with those who are just starting out in their working and careers. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. I'm joined again by Stephanie Yuan, who is Managing Director and Head of Hong Kong at Endowis, a digital wealth management platform, to do another of our deep dives into the basics of investing. This time we're going to take a look at tailoring your financial plans to the stage of life you're at. And we're going to start with Gen Zs and Millennials. Thanks for joining me again, Stephanie. Thank you. I think first off, we need to define who Gen Zs and Millennials are to make sure we all know what age group we're talking about here. Exactly. I think there's so many alphabets and acronyms that's thrown around. Sometimes we forget exactly what groups refer to which. Um, but I guess to make it very clear, millennials, basically anyone that's born in the 1980s through to the mid 1990s. So anyone in their late 20s to late 30s, that's millennials. And then Gen Z is basically the next generation. Anyone that's born in the mid 1990s to the 2010s. So anyone in their mid 20s or younger than that. So it's that age group we're going to look at today. And let's look at simple things. Why should you be starting to save for your retirement basically as soon as you start earning money? So this is a very interesting question. Obviously, there's the textbook answer that you should start early, the power of compounding, and nobody can refute that because once you start early, the power and the longer period that you invest, then your investment compounds. So that's the classic textbook answer. But I think I really wanted to share there's also more a practical aspect to it is why it's important to start early. And I wish kind of someone also told me back when I was younger is you need time to test it out. You might not get it right the first time. It's akin to anything in life. It's akin to learning a new skill. So when you first start, you probably will make mistakes learn to ride a bike, you might fall. So it's actually really good to start early so that you make those mistakes early and then you get the rhythm, you kind of learn over time and then you set yourself in the right path. So I'm sure a lot of us would agree when we first started investing, we probably didn't get it right the first time. It took us a little bit of twist and turn to realize, okay, what's right for us? What's the right approach? So I think that's the more practical aspect to why I think it really makes sense for us to sort of start early to test it out and also to understand yourself better. I mean, I cannot stress it out further. Like at Endowis, we are a wealth advisor and we always tell our clients there is no one size fit all solution for everyone. Investing is something very personal. So you really have to understand what kind of person you are, what kind of investment goals you are, what are your preferences to then be able to create your own investment plan. And I think that takes time. And I think because I've worked on digital platform and, and the power of digital is you have a lot of data. And sometimes we see that clients think they're a certain type of person. But if we look at the data, we realize actually there is slight bit of difference to what you think you are to what you actually do. So that also takes time to start kind of explore what kind of person you are. You might think I am a risk taker, but then sometimes we realize those people who think they're risk takers, 
when markets are volatile, they panic sell. They're actually not that much of a risk taker, and that takes time to realize what kind of person you are. So I wanted to share a bit more of a practical answer instead of just the textbook, like the math, like why it makes sense. But I think it, on a practical sort of sense, it just makes so much sense to start early. So it's very much that human element, and we're, you're, you're going to investment school when you start, effectively. Exactly. <laughs> so, so let's get on to how um, you can know if what you are saving will be enough to have the retirement you would like or you foresee. I think everyone is really different. Everyone has different circumstances. Everyone has different preferences. Everyone have different kind of lifestyles. So no one size fit all. But I think it's also good to have some sort of basis or a guide to start with, and then you tweak based on your own circumstance. So around this area, Fidelity has done a lot of research, and I particularly localized for Hong Kong. And I personally thought their guidance was quite useful. So what Fidelity calculated. Is that for someone in Hong Kong to prepare for retirement? Their guidance is that by the age of 65, and assume that your retirement years is around 30 years. At the age of 65, you should probably have at least 12 times of your annual income saved up by then, and that should be a good base. I also sort of backtested what is the concept of this 12 times. Essentially, assuming at 65, just be very conservative that this money doesn't grow, but really. Realistically, you should still continue invest, but just assume yes, this is the money. It doesn't grow at twelve times, and assuming thirty years, it basically means that for the next thirty years, this pot of money will be able to provide you fifty percent of your monthly post-tax monthly income that you used to have when you work. I think this is kind of a, a guidance because when you retire, you probably have less expenses, less obligations. So fifty percent, assuming no growth, I think it's it's okay, and. Obviously, we can talk more about during your retirement period. You can also make some investments to make that pot of money grow. But that's sort of a basic guideline. And how do you get to twelve times, right?、Um, if you do the math, everyone can do it and validate it. Basically, means at the age of let's say twenty-five, you just save twenty percent of your monthly or annual income, and then by the age of sixty-five, you should be able to save up twelve times. Of course, a lot of people in these age groups might be considering having a family. How should you be factoring in planning to have a family around your retirement plans? I think I still remembered、uh, when I got married. My mom was、uh, set me down and said, "Now is not just about yourself. You have to think about your family."、Um, I think when you first start out, you have your spouse. I think it's important that I I don't think a lot of people do it enough to have open, honest、uh, sort of conversations in terms of how, as a couple, you guys think about personal finances, what you think about the lifestyle, and sort of who is in charge of what, so that you have that kind of agreement. And then, as sort of the family expands, kids. I think、uh, for those of us who live in Hong Kong, I think it was maybe almost more than 15 years ago. There's very famous local Olympian champion、uh, Li Laishan once famously said, "It takes four million Hong Kong dollars to raise a kid." And that was almost 15 years ago. I think she came out and updated this number recently, saying it's actually closer to six million Hong Kong. That's a big number. That if you're thinking having about kids, then you have to plan ahead. How do you then save up to make sure that you have that pot of money to prepare for these expenses to raise a kid?
And that's a heck of a big number to be worrying about. So so let's think about the fact that this is a long-term goal. At this stage of your life, you know, retirement is a long, long way away. Let's talk about some of the options that people have. I think, you know, a lot of people will default to thinking that they'll be investing uh, in the stock market. But, but what are some ways around sort of balancing risks that people at this stage can take? Generally, particularly in this episode, we're talking about when you're young, you can start preparing for retirement. It's a long horizon. Generally, we would advise that because you're starting early, you can afford to make mistakes. You can probably generally take slightly more risk than other stages of your life. So we would generally recommend putting your assets in equities and asset class. But obviously, as, as you mentioned, equities can be daunting for some, what stocks to pick, certain stock can go up and down in, in, in very short periods of time. So to diversify and sort of reduce the risk, again, I, we discussed this before, the only free lunch in finance, it's diversification. So you can hold a basket of stocks. If you don't have time to do the homework, you can consider a passive strategic asset allocation. So you have a portfolio of index funds that's globally diversified. But for those who also want to have the option to be able to express a view on a certain trend that they believe in, whether it's ESG or very hot these days, AI, then you can also complement it. You can still have your core bucket of wealth in that diversified passive portfolio. And then we call this core satellite investment approach. You can then have little pockets of satellite portfolios around technology trends, technology investments or ESG investments to complement your core. Then it's not sort of a one or another. You can then have a strategy that marry the best of both worlds. So that's a strategy to consider. But if you tell me, oh, I still don't want to put everything in equities because it's too volatile, then you can also consider blending other asset classes. We talked about this asset class earlier on. It's bonds. Bonds are also called fixed income because they have fixed cash flows and that helps mitigate the volatilities of equities. So you can also consider building a portfolio of both equities and bonds to diversify your portfolio. It's really different for everyone based on your circumstance, but definitely the same advice is start early, explore and see what works best for you. I think we've run out of time for today, but I would say always ask for some advice from a professional if you're not really sure what you're doing here. I imagine you would probably say the same, Stephanie. Next time, let's get on to the sandwich generation. That's Stephanie Wen, who is Managing Director and Head of Hong Kong at Endowis. Thank you.